0: This is new for Keep the Heart. Are you ever going to love this? I am recording today with my daughter-in-law, Jessica Taylor, the other Mrs. Taylor. (laughs) Jessica, why are we here together today?
1: We're going to learn how not to become monster-in-laws.
0: All right. You don't want to miss this, how not to become a monster-in-law. Thank
1: you for joining Keep the Heart for today's podcast with Francie Taylor. Francie is an author, conference speaker, and teacher. She is passionate about teaching what to do with what we learn from God's Word. Now back to today's valuable study.
0: The relationship between mothers and daughters can be beautiful or it can be tense. And I don't think anybody really intends to have a bad relationship, but sometimes it just develops over time. So Jessica and I, a long time ago, were talking about the possibility of doing a podcast about this, and we're going to do it today, and we're going to keep it so simple. We have four guidelines for getting along, and we're going to just talk about it from both perspectives because I see things through the time zone and zip code of my age group. Jessica sees them through her age group. Isn't that true, Jess? Yes, I do. So our first point in this episode is don't major in the minors. Now, as we're talking about guidelines for getting along, we're talking about simple, practical guidelines that you can really live every day. The scripture for this point is found in Proverbs 26, 21, and it says, As coals are to burning coals and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. You know, if you're going to nitpick at things, you're going to kindle strife. If you're going to insist on having everything your way, you're going to kindle strife. I was talking to Jessica with an example earlier and saying, like, let's take Thanksgiving, one of the greatest holidays to have strife, (laughs) because everybody has their idea about how to do Thanksgiving. So if I, as the mother-in-love, can only have it my way, then that's setting the stage for trouble, isn't it, Jess?
1: Yes, but on the flip side of that, you do want to pay attention to what they prefer. So, for instance, if you know that they prefer it a certain way, then just allow them just to
0: do it their way if you know it's not a big deal. And that is so true, isn't it? If it's not a big deal, why make it a big deal? We're so used to doing things our own way, aren't we?
1: We sure are. And sometimes it can be like life or death. But in the long run, (laughs) you want to preserve the relationship. And so there are times where I notice, you know, mom likes it that way. It's not a big deal if I just let that be.
0: And the same thing goes for my side. When I'm in Jessica's home... I need to not go in the kitchen and start trying to (laughs) rearrange your kitchen. Or I don't need to, oh, I did that once. I did something that was a no no, but fortunately my son corrected me and I picked up on the correction. I took the trash bags and put them all in the bottom of the trash can because that's how I do it at my house. I didn't know you did that. And (laughs) number one son didn't like that and he reached down in there and took those right back out of there. You know, it's so true. Everything doesn't have to be done our way and only our way, because that will make us nitpicky.
1: You want to make sure that you ask. So if there's a certain way that you do it, and you come into somebody else's home, and it doesn't, doesn't this doesn't even have to go with mother and daughter or a friend. It can go for any relationship, but just ask, because maybe they won't care, because maybe their personality is super chill. Um, But there are others who do. So if you like, oh man, I do it this way, and this works ask and see if they would want that advice or,
0: you know, the certain way that you do it. You know, I'm thinking about it as you say that, Jessica, and if you scratch beneath the surface of anybody who tends to major in the minors, what you'll find is a controller.
1: Hmm. Which kind of goes into our second point.
0: Yes, it does. Go ahead and you say it.
1: Communicate honestly, but carefully. He that hath knowledge spareth his words, and a man of understanding is of an excellent spirit. Proverbs 17, 27.
0: Now we're talking about learning how to put the tongue on a budget, but that doesn't mean that we don't talk at all, right Jess?
1: That is correct. There are going to be times where maybe what somebody else does kind of irks you the wrong way. (laughs) And it's so natural for me even just to bypass that, but then it happens again and it bothers you. You know, it really is up to you to communicate what you like and what you don't like, but you want to make sure you do it
0: in the right way with the right spirit. And that's where the carefully part comes in. And don't be trying to pull the age card here either, sister (laughs) friends, because we can't be that way. We can't be setting an example that, well, because I'm older than you, I can say it any sassy way I want to, and then get all upset when we're getting some sass back. Who role modeled it? Right. We have to be so careful to set the example of the gracious, godly woman, and that includes gracious speech. In other words, think of your speech as you're trying to season something. You're trying to make something easier to taste, easier to digest. You're not trying to just clobber someone with your words. And so we've got to really back up and ask ourselves, why is it that I'm always feeling like this edginess? Analyze that and then communicate carefully. But carefully is not a steamroller. Carefully is not a baseball bat. Carefully is edited words that you speak after you've paused to choose them carefully, right?
1: Yes. And just always remember too, would you want to be on the other
0: end of what you're saying? Ooh, I, I think I just heard Jessica say, would you want to be hanging out with somebody like you? Ah. <laughs> oh. And the answer to that should be a clear yes, but if it's mm, maybe not, then we know we have some things that God wants to change. And number three in guidelines for getting along, care about each other. This is family now. When somebody marries into your family, they are your family. They're not some kind of addition or like, um, oh, you little auxiliary person, you <laughs> No, they're part of your world. They're part of your fabric now. They're woven into your family.
1: I'm going to piggyback off of that because we had the first point, don't major in the minors. And I mentioned, you know, to pay attention to what the person likes or dislikes. And there have yes. been times where I'm like, ooh, you know, mom didn't really like that. Or, you know, she really prefers this. And I think that's how you can show that you care about somebody because you pay attention to what they like or or dislike. I know with Austin, I know what he loves and I know what he doesn't love. And it really speaks volumes to him when I pay attention and then I act upon it. And you can do the same here.
0: I know there's a lot of people out there who don't know who Austin is. So who loves <laughs> your baby? <laughs>
1: That's my husband.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And and that's my number one son, firstborn Mr. Serious Man. I warned her when she married Austin. Girl, you're marrying an old man in a young man's body. He's such a geezer. I wonder if he's listening. I shouldn't call him a geezer. He's a nice geezer. He is a
1: nice geezer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But you know, the scripture says in Philippians 2, 4, Look not every man on his own thing, but every man also on the things of others. And in every relationship, this builds a relationship. This makes it better. If you're not always thinking me first, me first, my way, what about me, what about me? If you get that out of the equation and look on the other person's things, that means anything going on in their world, anything going on in their life. Mother-in-laws, did you text your daughter-in-law at all in the last week, two weeks, three weeks? Then how does she know you care? Mm -hmm. We can be so busy that we think that it's okay not to communicate, and that's a habit worth breaking.
1: And sometimes it, it just takes just that time to build a relationship. It's mm-hmm. not going to, you know, we talked about mom uh, expectations, and sometimes we have that in a relationship where we think, oh, you know, my, you know, we're talking about mother and daughter-in-laws, so you're just like, ooh, my, my daughter is supposed to be that way, and we're going to hang out, and maybe her personality isn't that So it just takes time to get to know that person and give it time. Don't rush it. Don't force it. Just let the Lord do it and also take the opportunities. God's going to give you opportunities if you ask
0: and if you're paying attention. I love that especially because not everyone has that relationship where they're getting along. Sometimes it starts out awkward and stays awkward for a long time. Don't take that as a signal that all is lost. Like Jessica said, give it some more time. And time, honestly, means in due season. That means it may not happen even in the first year, maybe not even in the first five years. Sometimes people are just wired differently from the factory. And the way their family is, is different than your family. And so when that person marries into your family, if you park the expectations at the curb, it will be better for everyone all the way around.
1: No, that's that's really good.
0: Really, really good. Well, how about number four? Jess, why don't you read number four for us?
1: Apologize quickly when you are wrong. He that hath knowledge spareth his words, and a man of understanding is an excellent spirit. Proverbs 17,
0: 27. All right, now. <laughs> I said, apologize quickly when you are wrong. We were talking about this before we started recording, and we were chuckling that the word is not if, it is When? Because you're going to say something that's irritating. You're going to do something that's really going to make that person not like what you did. These things are going to happen. And the key is to recognize it. And then what we want to do is apologize quickly before we can rationalize, well, I was wrong, but she was wronger. And then the (laughs) neck starts going and the head starts moving. We don't want any of that. We want to just apologize when we're wrong. Yeah. And
1: then you also want to ask questions of what you could do next time or figure out what you can do to make sure that it doesn't happen it it might happen again hopefully it won't but that's you know you want to apologize like mom said but also like figure out okay what exactly is it that I did that upset you or what did I say or you know because sometimes things can be phrased a certain way and the person who said it might not have meant it in the way that you thought so that's why the asking of questions is important just to make sure
0: you guys are on the same page. Jessica, can I use a for instance, can I, can I make you nervous here?
1: Oh, but I already am, so. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right, so see, yeah, because no fear, because Jessica came over after work and I said, hey, let's record on the microphone. I mean, so she had no warning that this podcast episode was even going to happen. I just plunked a piece of paper down in front of her and she is on. So as Jessica made that comment, it made me think of families playing games. Our family oh, my word. we're so into games. Here's an observation, Jess. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I noticed about you, you don't like people to poke fun at you. <laughs> very, very true. <laughs> so see, if I make a comment and it's meant to be in jest, it may not hit Jessica's ears that way. But if I kept doing it, what would that say to you, Jess? That you didn't care. Yeah. And it also would say I'm trying to pick a fight. And that's why it says he that hath knowledge spareth his words. It's like, wait a minute. You don't keep talking when you can tell somebody's getting irritated, and you you don't keep doing the same thing. When you see that it's irritating or you see that it's causing tension, you back off of that. You don't ramp it up, and a man of understanding is of an excellent spirit. That's the kind of person who is willing to employ seven wonderful words, and you've heard me say these before. I was wrong. Will you forgive me? Sometimes we feel like we don't want to say it, but the truth of the matter is, if we really care about the relationship more than we care about our pride, then when we need to apologize, we'll apologize. But Jess, you were talking earlier about what about those times when the person doesn't know that they've done something to offend you?
1: Well, in that instance, I, I struggle with that a lot because I don't like conflict. I don't really... There are people out there who handle it and and they're fine with it, but I don't like it. And I will try to, you know, just work around it, but it ends up hurting you. And that's when you want to pray before you just, you know, jump right into what's bothering you. And then you want to make sure you come with the right spirit because they're not your enemy. You're doing this together, whatever relationship you're in. You're you're doing this together and you're growing together. But um, I lost my train of thought. I'm leaving
0: that in there. No, you're not. Yes, I am. She lost her train of thought. Listen, women across America, it starts really young. Oh, my word. Be, Be of good cheer. You haven't lost your minds. It's just a collective thing. But I do get where you're coming from, Jess. And it made me think about the fact how we all, if we're all thinking of the other person, like we had talked about earlier in point number three, then this is going to blend and dovetail into number four. But we have to be honest. You know, that genuine honesty is hard when we feel like, okay, I don't like conflict, so I'm not going to say anything. The risk with not being honest in a case like that is that the other person doesn't know they've done something wrong. Let's say, for example, that Jessica has a birthday come, and she does. And every year. every year I know it's coming, but the let's same day. Let's say that her birthday comes around and I'm two weeks late with her birthday present. So Jess, would that hurt a little bit? Yes. Cause you give really good gifts. I'd wonder what's going on. <laughs> You'd wonder if you're in trouble, huh? Yeah. <laughs> if there was no explanation, Jessica's left to guess. And then that means that the relationship now is in this funny air zone. Don't let things drift into funny air communicate really honestly, and then apologize if you've done something that hurt their feelings. It would possibly hurt her feelings for me to miss her birthday without saying anything. So then it rests on me to say, oh, Jess, I was wrong for not letting you know. Your gift is on the way, and I'm going to bake you a cake, and I'll make you a salmon dinner to go with it. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) But we both have to do this. In both cases, we have to look at the other side and then be quick with the apologies and really slow, like really slow with <laughs> the grudges. Yeah. Holding a grudge against someone is so unproductive. Talk about your waste of energy, right?
1: Oh my goodness. And life is just too short to do that. Just you got to love and you got to just apologize quickly. You know, especially when you know that you're in in the wrong. And if you don't know and they tell you what happened, you know, not to be combative, but to just take a step back and think, OK, you know, because perspective is everything. So if you've offended the other person, you want to make sure you get that right.
0: Yes, because the other person is looking at it through their lenses. Well, I sure have loved having my daughter in love here and guidelines for getting along. This is just a starter list. There's other things that the Lord may speak to your heart about to help you with your relationship with your daughter in love or your son in love, whichever one of the extra people that God gave you in your family. Keep in mind, though, God gave you these people into your family. They're a gift in your family. And if both sides are seeking to walk with God, the relationship's going to work out even with ups and downs. Ups and downs are normal. Expect ups and downs. Just handle those matters wisely.
1: You've been listening to Keep the Heart with Francie Taylor. Subscribe to this podcast and be sure to follow Keep the Heart on Instagram. For more from Francie, visit keeptheheart.com for devotionals, books, Bible studies, and more. Visit keeptheheart.com today. Thank you for listening.